0: Today is the CEO of Goodwill Wine, an organisation that gives back 50% of everything they earn to charities that their customers are passionate about. Crazy Birds, without any further ado, I would like to welcome David Lighty.
1: Thank you, Mariska. Good to be here.
0: You're most welcome. So how did your sustainable journey actually start?
1: Well, it began back on Black Saturday in 2009 and basically began with the burning down of the house I was living in. I got a lot of help and received a little bit of money from the Red Cross Bushfire Appeal money people had donated into tins all over Australia. And so I was given $15,000 as part of my recovery. And I decided to do something with that money to pay forward the generosity I received
0: Wow. And just for some of our listeners that's not really familiar with that particular fire, can you just tell us a little bit about that and where exactly that was in Australia?
1: Okay, that was down in Victoria, which is the bottom part of Australia. And it was up until our most kind of recent fire season, the worst natural disaster Australia had experienced. A lot of people died, a lot of homes were burnt, and it really caught us by by surprise
0: oh geez must have been quite something and this is seriously happening all over again with the recent fires and for some of our crazy birds in in the U.S. and in Brazil I mean it's really been happening a lot and so it's great that that you were able to take that and turn it into something really good and that was what you've done with Goodwill Wine that was born from, from that generosity. So what, if someone would ask you, David, what exactly is Goodwill Wine, what would you say?
1: Oh, look, I, I would tell them that I'm an online wine business. I'm also a certified social enterprise. And so what we do is we give forward or pay forward 50% of our profit to the charity of our customers' choice, and then we also employ from within people who are facing barriers to employment, and that's pretty much us in a nutshell. So wow. we've been going for a few years now, but we've turned that that fifteen thousand that we were given uh, way back at the start into three hundred and fifty thousand we've donated, and it's just simply through people purchasing wine and telling me where to send my profit.
0: That's amazing. I mean, from going from the fifteen k up to three hundred and fifty thousand already—that's that's phenomenal. If we just talk a little bit about your wine, so where exactly is your wine from?
1: Well, I I source the wine from all over Australia. A lot of it comes from South Australia and a fair bit from Victoria. So we've got a few kind of really nice wine regions in Australia, and um, I tap into end of runs. So perhaps a vineyard might expect to be getting 2,000 cases out of their vintage, and instead they might have 2,200 cases. They will have only got 2,000 cases worth of labels printed, so they won't go back to the printer and pay the, uh, the money for such a short run because it would be so expensive economies of scale. And so they're left holding on to wines that would otherwise be their own, which is where I come in. So I might take that, those wines off their hands. and. Right. um Sell them at a reduced price, and there's all sorts of reasons why you'll come across a wine. But yeah, I'll tap into generally small boutique, single vineyard wines, and they're they're what I I put online to sell.
0: Oh, awesome! So it's definitely a win win for everyone. I mean, you know, people get great quality wine at a a better price, and Absolutely. these wineries don't have to spend. Crazy amounts to get labels printed, or even sell their wines at like a really terrible price um so so that's amazing and I've also noticed that some of your wines is vegan friendly. I've always wondered about that what makes a a wine like vegan friendly and also Why did you decide to kind of include like vegan-friendly wines? Why was it important to you?
1: Okay, well, it does sound strange, doesn't it, a (laughs) vegan-friendly wine? Because, you know, it's made out of grapes. But it's all about the process that the wine goes through to get into bottle and the different things a winemaker might use in order to find the wine, get rid of sediments, and uh, to filter the wine. So they might use, you know, anything from clay filters themselves to to egg white to fish eggs to you know even in the olden days they would have used uh blood to get those those particles down to the bottom of the wine inside a barrel perhaps to then put it into the bottle or draw from the the top of that that vat to get the wine into the bottle now all all the wines we sell are vegan um we don't sell wine that isn't vegan friendly and that's been a decision we made quite a few years ago um and that all about our own ethical decision that we made and also the fact that we support so many animal organisations. It makes sense to walk the walk.
0: Wow. Well, that's, first of all, it's really amazing to know that, you know, you guys are actually doing that to support all these organisations. There's such an amazing list of uh, people that you guys are supporting And we've even interviewed some of them. So from like we've interviewed the orangutan organization. So I'll definitely link that up in the show notes as well. So our crazy birds can check that out. But yeah, I mean, thinking about egg in wine, that just sounds very interesting. And ever since I started realizing about vegan wine, I've been reading a lot of wine labels and it just is amazed me that, you know, the stuff people can sneak in. Yeah, so like you've explained with a process, that's, it's really something. And again, guys, it it becomes so important to actually know what's in The stuff that we consume. So it's really advisable to kind of read the labels and to also support organizations that goes out of their way to make sure that the product that we are buying is actually a great quality product. So yeah, good on you for that. Mm
1: -hmm, Thanks.
0: (laughs) And talking about labels, you Mm -hmm. have got some really fun and quirky labels on your bottles. And again, guys, I'm going to link to your website in the show notes as well to make it easy for everyone just to go there and click on it to actually view your bottles. Some of them so funny and quirky. Like what was the inspiration for this? And if you can give us some yeah. of the labels that you currently have.
1: The inspiration came from investment. I took on investment a little over a year ago. So I was approached by an angel investor who had tried the wine in Melbourne, lived in um, London, he came to visit me and we talked about how we could build the business. So he really liked the wine and really liked the social enterprise aspect of it. Uh, in fact, that that's all he invests in is social enterprises. And and so he's been building a portfolio and, and, yeah, he wanted to come on board. And thankfully, he had some incredible connections who subsequently came on board. And one of those was... Um, a real kind of powerhouse in the added industry here in Australia. And initially, we engaged a fellow called Michael Scarbeck to do the job of the rebrand, but he, he just loved the concept so much, he ended up investing in the business as well. So we took on about 10, 10 investors, and he's driven the creative direction of the business over the last year. And he's, yeah, so, so that's where those labels came from. And it was a series of kind of developments initially just colourful labels to geometric designs on labels to words interwoven amongst geometric designs to ultimately words interwoven, you know, through a floral, a bunch of flowers on the label. And we're really happy how how they've turned out.
0: Oh, wow. I love it. And I mean, there's just so many like cool and quirky words Mm. that, you know, it's kind of, Like, obviously, it's a great bottle of wine as well. But then when you put that together, I just think it's such an amazing gift as well, because some of the labels would read, like, it's time to feel awesome. And yeah, so many. Geez, I can't even, like, from the top of my head, I'm just like, oh, I can't remember all of them. But they are, there's just so many. And they're all amazing.
1: That's exactly right. And some, you know, there's a few kind of politically motivated ones, which, you know, we, do get our fair share of hate emails from. Uh, but, you know, things like if only you were Prime Minister or you're so much lovelier than Trump, To uh, the world needs more of you. Um, kind people are my kind of people. Just then there's a little bit of copy also on the labels to the sides that matches the the words on, on the front of the label. Uh, but we love them and most of our customers love them.
0: Oh, well, I love them too. They're really amazing. And I can't actually wait to see more of your wine so what would you say is some of your best sellers at the moment?
1: Traditionally, our mixes would be our best sellers. You know, we might do a, a premium mix or a mix red or a mix white or a mix of red and white, and they would make up probably half of our our sales. It's hard to say. It changes from time to time. So we're in winter down here in Australia, and, and so the mixed reds and Shiraz or Shirah um, or Syrah, I guess, depending on where you are in the world, how you would pronounce that, but that that's probably our, our biggest sellers, the mixed reds and, and that particular variety, um, Cabernet at the moment selling. But then as we come into summer, it'll be it'll be a Sablanc down here in Australia or a, a Pinot Grigio. Um, and then we always sell quite a lot of sparkling wine as well.
0: Oh, cool. And do you only sell wine within Australia or do you export as well to some of our other crazy birds all over the world?
1: Uh, look, I would love to export to other crazy birds around the world, but the fact is just the cost of uh, sending a case of wine is, is, is more than the actual cost of the case of wine. So okay. we've had a, you know, I've sent a few cases here and there, but gee, it's a headache and the reality is the wine will often turn up broken and then of course you've got your taxes in those countries that the customer then has to pay as well um Mm. it's just it it just doesn't make sense to do it and and then i think about all those kind of air miles yeah we don't do it unfortunately
0: so only our crazy birds in australia can take up this offer and support you guys by actually buying a really awesome a bottle of wine and still doing some good for the for so many different organizations and mm. I mean you've you've just in the beginning we said you mentioned that you've raised over 350,000 dollars since you started mm. in 2009 so what are some of the organizations that you are actually supporting and how do you go about selecting these organizations?
1: Oh uh, look uh, in the first In the first couple of years, I I was stuck for a home, I guess you'd say, and was living in a shed with my wine. I wasn't really meant to be there, and so you know I'd be the first to work and the last to leave, technically, which meant that really all I could do was work, and so I spent a lot of time phoning organisations way back then, and so Animals Australia perhaps were you know one of the first to come on board. They're they're kind of the largest animal rights organisation here in Australia, and they've kind of grown from when I began supporting them. Uh, they had five thousand Facebook followers. Now they've got one and a half million, and they're a real powerhouse. So they were one of the first, and since then we've donated forty thousand dollars to them and funded four international animal cruelty investigations. And then we've got new organisations like the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre, which we've provided thirty thousand meals to people seeking asylum in Australia. These organisations I approached, but kind of more recently, I guess organisations have begun approaching us because it is such a simple process for them to come on board and it doesn't cost them anything and, and, and we just kind of keep directing the money to them. So uh, it's a bit of a no-brainer as far as the charities and not-for-profits go. So we're starting to get a lot of these groups um, approaching us.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. And so if I were to buy one of your boxes of wine, then I can select the charity or how does that whole process work?
1: Well, that's that's it. You can, you, as you're jumping on the website, you can pick the charity first if you like, and then go ahead and shop for wine, or you can shop for wine and, you know, in the checkout at the end, as you as you're paying for your wine, you can select any of the 300 charities we currently have on board. It works that simply.
0: Oh wow! Well, that's that's amazing. So for all of our crazy bits, if you want to you know, donate some money and still give a gift for someone. This is a great, great gift, I think, because it's like kind of you're giving twice. (laughs) So, yeah, just love that. And, David, what would you say is next for Goodwill Wine?
1: Well, we're undergoing a pretty massive expansion at the moment. So prior to investors coming on board, it was about 100% growth rate year on year, but... This past year, we've grown 500% and and consequently, the donations are growing at that rate as well. Now, we'll continue going down this path. Our next step will be going into bricks and mortar. So we've got something really exciting coming up uh, this year uh, with one of the big supermarket chains here in Australia. And then our next step will be to follow the lead of our, our main investor and begin investing in other social enterprises ourselves. So... Beyond the 50% that we give to charity, we'll then be setting aside a big chunk of whatever profit we keep to taking our team and backing another social enterprise and bringing our learnings to that social enterprise and helping them grow.
0: Oh, wow. Well, that sounds so exciting. We're definitely going to be watching that. (laughs) That's really amazing. David, what has been one of your most important decisions that you have made around Mama Earth?
1: I think taking my own quest for profit and money out of the equation for me has been the biggest decision I've made and setting up a social enterprise that isn't about me getting wealthy, it isn't about me getting a holiday home or, or even, you know, I don't even own a home kind of takes a lot of the pressure off and I think... You know, the reason why these charities exist is because of the relentless pursuit of profit above everything else. That's why most of the problems exist in this world is is is, is greed. And for myself, taking myself out of that equation, but also showing other people that a business can be successful, that you can lead a, a comfortable life without that desperate pursuit of profit.
0: Wow, that's amazing. And that's so inspiring. And I mean, if we just look around the world that we are currently living in, I mean, with everything from climate change that's happening to what we are in now with the with COVID, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's really when you take that step back and, you know, you you look at the stuff that's really important, then we get to realize more that you know, the more money you have doesn't necessarily make you happier. And it brings all of these other elements like you've mentioned, you know, greed and sometimes makes you someone that you might not be very proud of when you look back at how you got to that point. So, yeah, that's that's amazing. I, I definitely applaud you for everything that you've been doing. And, you know, to still be an example and to continue this battle and really making a difference in so many organizations and so many people's lives. And I'm sure once someone actually order a box of your wine, it can kind of spread that ripple effect because now they've been doing something good for an organization and it might even get them start thinking about how they can do more than just ordering the next box of wine, you know, maybe get more involved with that organization or, you know, check to contact you guys and find out, you know, how can how can they even get more involved with some of this or, yeah, so mm-hmm. that's just amazing. So thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Yeah, thank you. And now we are going to move into our final five. So the first one is what is one social media account or publication that you follow?
1: Simon Simon Holmes-A-Court is a a Twitter feed that I follow. He's the director of the Smart Energy Council and he's an energy transition specialist and he writes for one of the newspapers here in Australia, uh, The Guardian, which I also follow. I'd suggest you get on that, follow him.
0: Oh, cool. And what is your hope for Mama Earth going forward?
1: Oh, gosh. I, I, I just hope that we can kind of begin living symbiotically with this earth instead of raping and pillaging it. I, I, I just wish we could exist kind of peacefully with each other and with all other organisms instead of just taking.
0: Definitely. And what advice can you give our crazy birds this week to actually help out Mama Earth?
1: Oh, wear a mask right now here in Australia. Put a mask on.
0: Definitely. I mean there's there's been all over the world. So many different conversations around the mask. So guys, yeah, just try and protect yourself and the loved ones as well. And yeah, definitely wear a mask and
1: protect strangers. Exactly.
0: Exactly. I mean, sometimes it's not just about you. And you know, if I mean if you're in like Where we are at the moment in Brisbane, you know, we don't have that many active cases. So we're in a very fortunate position at this point. But I mean, you know, friends and family that's in Victoria, where you are more in Melbourne and all around the world, guys, like if you need to wear a mask, please, please do.
1: Well, yeah, we're in lockdown here. So none of us are getting out of lockdown until we can get our cases down. And We're all instructed to wear masks, so start thinking about other people.
0: Exactly. And I mean, also, you know, with the masks, like it's like we we made our own like reusable masks. So you also don't have to spend a fortune on making it. And we even used like an old pair of jeans that, you know, we used our three layers from. Yeah, it's reusable. It's repurposed and we can protect ourselves and people around us by wearing it. So, what is one sustainability fact that you like to use in a room with people that is not yet on a sustainable journey?
1: Okay, that's that's hard, I reckon. People who aren't on a sustainability journey just aren't on the journey. So it's kind of very hard to even have that conversation with them. And so generally I, I kind of don't. I might have something, a, a conversation kind of, to the side of sustainability, I, I'm, I'm particularly interested in the fact that 50% of people identify themselves as purchasing ethically. And so they're making an ethical decision with how they spend their dollars, which again, you know, ties back into sustainability. They'll make a, a purchase based around a product that kind of is doing good.
0: And, David, where can people actually find you and also Goodwill Wine?
1: Online can find me online. Uh, (laughs) Soon you'll be finding it in supermarkets and bottle shops. But currently it's just Google Goodwill Wine and and there we will be.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm going to link all of the like socials and everything up in our show notes as well. So it's easier for our crazy birds just to go and click there and make sure they find you guys. Well, David, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it and everything that you guys are doing. And I'm super excited to see what's going to happen in the future for Goodwill Wines and like even one year's time, how that $350,000 have grown to even more and making more change in the world.
1: Well, thanks, Mariska. I really appreciate the time chatting to you too. And I wish you the best of luck with everything.
0: You're most welcome. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap. Huge thank you for our amazing guests, for being on the podcast and for sharing their journey with us. You can find the show notes of this episode on the MamaEarthTalk.com's website. The biggest thank you goes out to all of you crazy birds for listening to the podcast. If you have not already listened to all of the episodes, You can go back to a few of them you will absolutely love them i really enjoyed recording every single one of them and i really hope that you enjoy listening to them there's over a hundred episodes so if you feel a little bit lost on which one to listen to next maybe select one of the episodes with guests that you might want to know more of and start from there if you enjoy the episodes why not tell a friend about the podcast and maybe share an episode with them? Let them know that we are here and we are waiting for them with open arms and they are all very welcome to join the crazy birds globally. If you have a question for me, please send them over. The best place would probably be DM on Instagram at designbymariska or pop me an email at Hello at MamaEarthTalk.com. If there's a particular guest or topic that you would like to hear on the podcast, let me know. I love to hear from all you crazy birds. New episodes are uploaded every second Monday, so make sure to subscribe that you do not miss a thing. Mama Earth has a voice and it's us crazy birds.